That is just my goal. I'm definitely not making Omaha better. I think I'm just trying to not make it worse. <laughs> That's very Omaha. Theater with Jeremy Plum. Welcome to Omapod. Happy to be here. Yes. Really excited. Glad to have you. And the world's been waiting. Forget about <laughs> Omaha. Sure. This is the stage where Big Canvas happens. Yes, you every perform Friday. Perform on that every yes. Friday. I'm the fourth Friday with whatever's clever with Eric, also a founding member. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of great shows have happened here. You run the stand-up world. Yeah, I'm uh, the artistic director of the stand-up side of the Blackstone Theater. And yeah. how long have you been doing that? I would say about 2021, okay. so a few years now, yeah. yeah. That's not nothing. <laughs> no, it's not nothing. No. <laughs> a week of shows can feel sometimes <laughs> like a year. Yes. Um, how did you get involved here? End of 2019, I was doing a show called Sabotage, and I remember it was March of 2020. Nothing uh, was going on. Nothing then. was going on. <laughs> and then I, I did remember, I was like, hey, I heard about this thing. People might be getting sick. All right. With Doug, and he said, well, should we wait? I was like, yeah, let's give it a month. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and then fast forward 2021. I think about midpoint in 2021, I reached out to, to Doug Rothkip, and I go, hey, this is an amazing theater, and... I would like to make more opportunities, and I love Big Canvas's message of comedy for everyone and how I interpret that of everyone gets a chance to speak up here and allowing many different perspectives and different people so it's not just six white guys in a row. Right. Uh, and that was the show I used to host was six, oh, white, six guys. white guys. Oh, six white guys? You were on six white guys? I remember I that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's because that's all I knew. About. <laughs> I was like, there's other people that want to yeah. do this? That's news to me. But um, then you came along. And but yeah, we did. You saw the opportunity here. Saw with opportunity. The, the space. Yeah. yeah. And it was rough at first. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not, I'll admit I'm not always the best at it, but I learned and this place allowed me to learn with them. And What was rough? at the beginning that you were called. I'm a disorganized mess. Yeah. I'm aware of this. And marketing, I yeah. think that's always a thing with Omaha. With promoting any show, yeah. if it doesn't have a big red N on it. But I have to give credit where credit is due. I knew immediately that I'm not that smart. So I hired my partner, Nicole, and I was like, hey, you need to, we need to work on marketing. And damn it, if she didn't make this place... Yeah, help, a hot spot. Help see, yeah, help make it a hot spot. And I, I also have to give credit to all of our amazing hosts. Like, we had Will Doherty Loves Company at the beginning and then Serenity Doherty staying with us since the beginning and Richie Belgrave for doing like Into the Fire and Brianna Calhorn for doing Fight. Yes. I have to thank all of them for that, for their just making amazing shows and always standing by and being there to watch it grow. It's growing now and it's because of them. Yeah. Was there a moment early on as you realized you were struggling? And it takes self-awareness, I yes. think, to admit that. So yeah. I admire that. And sometimes it's like you see things struggle and someone's just trying to do everything and kill them they're like just say you need help so that's a key but was there a moment where you thought oh this is turning around and i can sort of see the future for this early on i you and i were talking before we turned this on about kind of your life story and where you've been and i think you know that it's not always one moment it's a bunch of little moments sure. i think when we first had winslow domain here 
uh, and his first show, and it was just sold out. It's just it was almost standing room only. It was a blast. And I was like, okay, cool, we can do something here. And then just seeing it once, just seeing it once, and yeah. Or Nicole and I, for uh, for at least Midwest Best, we put up posters because that's my show. I run it. I'll pay for all that stuff. Now in Blackstone, they go, oh, you're the comedy guy. Yeah, just put your posters up whenever. I was like, okay, cool. So that helps. And then... Brand awareness. Brand awareness. And then seeing just the shows grow and seeing... I'm I'm just amazed by all of them. Like, whenever Gender Fluids brings in a crowd, whenever Into the Fire brings in the crowd or fight, and yeah, I'm happy when I can take a step back and I don't have to put out any fires not like there was always a lot of fires but like when you start any new job you always feel like oh no right now i don't have oh no i can you're not (laughs) the freshman at the high school anymore exactly junior level feeling more comfortable yeah throwing nerds against the locker you did that (laughs) to me i'm like well that's because i mean you're a nerd (laughs) stop being Uh, such a nerd stop hitting yourself (laughs) yeah so it's also the area has really developed too you guys are in a prime spot here with everything happening down the road and it's taken some time but you can really see the longer play i guess here Mm -hmm. and this is a nice spot you could go dinner cocktail you can have a whole night here and that's what we like to tell people is yeah we're not a bar sure we have some beers and we have i particularly like the margaritas. You start your night, you watch two good shows, because then you're done at 9.30 if you watch both of them. Yeah. You even have a, in, in the risk of sounding like I'm plugging. <laughs> <laughs> Plug, man. You can watch two shows for 15 bucks here. Yeah. Instead of $10 each, second show is always half off. You're done at 9.30, you spend 15, $15 for two shows. I saw Lisa Frankenstein just the other day. Yeah. I think we spent like 30, 40 right. just getting in the, you know, so. Just to park anymore. Just, yeah. Right? And you can come, you're done at nine o'clock and then you can go to, I love Red Line. I used to love Brothers when that was open. Yeah. And bless them. And you have a whole night or meatball and you seriously can stay here till the wee hours, but yeah. started with us. Yeah. What types of shows are here when it's not comedy? We're open to renting it out. Yeah, um, you know, event space yeah, type Event space, yeah. yeah. We've done a lot of different shows here. I hosted for KPIO a Dungeons & Dragons TV show here <laughs> at right. one point. We had a drag show here at one point where we were open for really anything. And we also teach a lot of classes here right. as well. Like we'd have the stand-up and improv classes. I teach the stand-up, Doug teaches the improv. It would yeah. be weird if our roles were reversed. <laughs> um, right. When you think of the teaching, was there any particular thing you saw go from like the germ of an idea to stage? Do you get satisfaction on that end or is it just getting people started and you know, whatever happens? With I, so I tell my students, I can't get you a Netflix deal, but I can at least get you comfortable at an open mic. Yeah, and right. I've seen a lot of great comics come through here and I'm not going to take credit for any of their success. Well, and I think I'm just happy when they stay doing it and I see them grow to steal something from my mom is I keep learning from them every day and I become a better comic and a better teacher because of them. Right. And that just makes me so happy. Yeah. Are you from Omaha originally? Uh, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> I was born in a military base up in California by Treasure Island in Oakland. Wow. And then I moved to North Carolina and I was here when I was six and now I'm 30. Sure. Enough. Like Offet based? No. Just- uh, once we moved to Omaha, I was like, we're done. Okay. I moved in Midtown and I've basically been in Midtown my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You like it, presumably. I like it. Yeah. I, I've, I've had some good times here. Some yeah. good memories. I think a good day or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that adds up. Yeah. Was the interest in comedy always part of your growing up and stuff? As a kid, I wanted to be what I thought was a comedian, which was like Whoopi Goldberg yeah. and Robin Williams. Sister Act. Sister Act. Some funny Mrs. Yeah. Hey, 
And but I realized that meant acting. And then I started watching real stand up. I think the yeah. the first one that I really remember was Richard Pryor's HBO special. Yeah, appropriate for children. Yeah, well, yeah I was in high school <laughs> okay. when I saw that, and it was because I was booked, and I have a joke about it, I was booked in a predominantly white production of The Wiz, <laughs> and I was The Wiz. Um, and I was told, hey, you should probably maybe look some Richard Pryor up and get to know it, and I was like, that's, oh, cool, I can't. But it, it was one of my first introductions to the idea of using comedy and stand-up and jokes to tell a message and be powerful in that way. And then I also started watching Daily Show at the same time and listening to American Idiot. And so I became the burnout punk that you know today. Yeah. I'm in the predominantly all white production of The Wiz. I could, that's a whole series. We may be here a couple hours now, but there was at least self-awareness that this was not the original intention. So was here's, it here's cheek? No. So we went to a predominantly not white high school. Yeah. Uh, I went to, in South Omaha, by the old Stockyards movie theater on L Street, 24th and L, there was St. Peter Claver Crystal Ray. Yeah. And it was a fantastic school. Predominantly not white. And they said, let's do the whiz. And I auditioned and I got that role and I went, huh. <laughs> This okay, and just <laughs> ran with it. We never, I don't, I think we had one practice before our school closed down. Oh, really? And I was like, all right, cool. Mistakes and the miracles. Yeah. And the miracle is I did not have to go on stage and perform that. That's our society's yeah. loss. And no, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. I think there are better uses of everyone's eyes and time. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a stage, Jeremy. Why no. don't we run it here? No, Can I be in it? I no, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, man. <laughs> This is over. That was the whole point That's, of this. Yeah, I'm so it's sorry done. that I know your yes and on yeah, that. Yeah, right, exactly. I, I thought this was improv. That's why Doug teaches. Yeah. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. It's almost better that it, it can just live in our imaginations yeah, it, of what it could have been. It's yeah. more rich. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like Hitchcock in that way. Like, uh, for a while I used to run uh, a podcast called Running the Light. And it was about asking comics what inspired them. And one thing I always learned is, like, it was never the big names. Yeah. You never got the big... Like, we got Carlin once. We did the show for two years. Wow. Um, and mostly because I think most people were afraid. Of, oh, they've already said it. But right. I also know that, like, how we discovered comedy before the age of an algorithm telling you will like this, eat the slop. Yeah. And, <laughs> it was... Like, and I still like to do this. Go to, you go down to Homer's or you go down to your parents' basement and you just discover whatever is there. Yeah. And that was always fun. I think the only off-the-wall thing is when someone said, hey, let's listen to Kennison. And I went, and then I was like, okay, yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah, um, I, I, that was like, I still don't get that. And even as a kid, I was like, yeah, I don't get that's because you have love in your heart. That's really what it is. <laughs> but, but that it was so big at the time was, is yeah. odd. Yeah. We were different in the nation. I'll I, I go on a slight diatribe. But but uh, real shock comedy, I think, makes fun of a person, not a group of people. And I think the reason why we don't really get it or what we do is we get s so sloppy version or hateful version of it is because people, I think it was Albert Brooks that once said, people think stand-up comedy looks above the crowd and you know, into the future. They don't. They're in the moment and they know what society wants and needs and... I think there are some comics who are getting a lot of money and maybe even Grammys and don't real. They're so far above and past it because of wealth and influence and their own sheltered bubble that they're not seeing 
the world as it is. And Cat Williams said the same damn thing. Yeah. Cat Williams said the same thing. It's like, yeah, we don't do jokes from the 80s and 90s, and that's okay. We move on. But yeah, I, shock, I think, is because people don't know what shock is, that shock is dead. Yeah. Good point. So your students, is there like an average type of person? Are you surprised by the wide range? Are some of them just like trying it for the heck of it? Some or? are trying it for the heck yeah. of it. Some are just, I want to try a new thing this month. Yeah. And like, yeah, all right, whatever. Some of them are like, you can tell you're an old stand-up fan and you, this is your dream and I will support you. Yeah. Let's go. Some are new. One recurring story I love hearing is, I saw someone at an open mic do it and they were terrible and I think I can do better than them. Yeah. And damn it, they do better than them. <laughs> and... It's a wide variety of people because stand-up is just a one-way conversation and anybody can have a one-way conversation uh, and that's that's it really and then the improv side which I know is they're the same story pretty much yeah a lot of people do both oh or, my god yeah. yeah I've seen children come through here I've seen I, I, I've seen people that are like yeah improv is their dream I've seen people like I just want to learn some new skills for talking at a yeah. conference or thinking on my feet it really, it's for every, comedy is for everyone. And I think we see that represented in our classes. And now I remember, what, seven years ago, I started doing, or maybe even like later than that, I learned from Ryan Hardigan at UNO and we did dramatic improv yeah. and like long form mixed with short form. We performed in the back line and now I'm working here. This whole, there's a yeah. whole community of really cool improvers that are coming in from different ways and whatnot, and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Same with stand-up, yeah. So, what's your favorite show right now? Is it the one that you host here and run, or? That is, I guess to quote Carol Burnett, that is like asking me what my favorite ch uh, child is, and I do have a list. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I, my favorite show here, I love them all for different reasons. Yep. It's different. Like I remember getting excited with the idea of fight because like Brian and I were playing a board game. It was like this would be <laughs> a fun show, and then yeah. Brian ran with it, and it's great. Midwest Best is sometimes my favorite because it, it is my baby, and I get to bring some amazing comics from out of town in here, and that's always a blast. I love Into the Fire a lot yeah. um, because it's for new comics, and that's right. what I want to see. I want to see new comics get just a normal like showcase no gimmicks no, yeah. no no competition or anything like that and it's just they give them a chance to play and and run it and that makes me very happy because i from unfortunately for midwest best i have 10 people with 10 minutes 20 minutes and i was like you're you got five yeah, and right. uh, we'll wait uh, <laughs> and also i love honestly the very first show i wanted was gender fluids yeah. and that was the first show because i wanted a safe space for people. I wanted to highlight different voices and Serenity is so passionate. That's, again, I guess I love all of them too much. It's my flaw. You can never love comedy too much. Yeah. That's all we got. Yeah, very cool. Really enjoyed it. Perfect, thank you. All right, thanks.